Welcome to Bring On Our Views podcast, where if you want it, we review it. I'm your host, DC, and I'm joined today by Moss. How's it going, everyone? And um, in this podcast, we will go over a bunch of things and review them from movie news, TV shows, even some comic book stuff in general. Um, this episode is the eighth episode called Trailers Galore. So, um, as normal, we're going to do thumbs up, thumbs down. And um, the first thing on here is the Flash Season 1, Episode 23, Fast Enough. It's the season finale for it. Um, Moss, what was your view on this episode? It was great. I think uh, with a show like Flash, what separates it from the Arrow was that so much of it is set in such a technologically advanced state where he's always in motion and he's really fast. That's the Flash's niche. It's not like constant fluid combat scenes like you'd see in the Arrow. So a lot of it boils down to a lot more heavy, intense acting. And in this episode, oh... Talk full of emotions. You get taken back to so many points, a pivotal decision, and it's it was just a it was just a really good ride. And you felt for you felt for every single person that's been involved in Barry's life, mm-hmm. and you just didn't know what to feel. But it felt great, like they did it so well. From how Joe reacted to it, thinking, "Oh, he needs to do this," to finding out that it was a unselfish decision he just came to because he figured that would be best for Barry even though he's he he would have been missing out on the experience of raising Barry and coming to love him like a son like he has and then his dad and just the combination of everything and then how it all tied in and how he made it and couldn't because it would change too much and it was too important not to do what needed to be done and just the whole episode was just remarkably well done, it, and it it really culminated the season. But it it also left you wondering, oh Lord, what's gonna happen next? <laughs> so I I was two huge thumbs up. Like I gave it a standing ovation. Like it was great. The acting held down so well. So I was very impressed by that. And of course, personally, Cisco's the man. <laughs> Created a time machine. I'm biased. I'm all the way Team Cisco. He's the man. That's pretty awesome. Um, I, <laughs> I gave it a thumbs up myself also. Um, first thing I have on here is um, time traveling like a boss. Um, yeah. Very honest that we go back to the past and actually see his mom and see the events that happened that night and to see his future self say, no, don't stop her. It just goes into the whole Flashpoint Paradox Um kind of trip right there for the comic book fans um it is awesome to actually see something like that happen it's sad to see that he was able to help his mom out but it's, it's a nice nod to the comic books where it's like all right you can't help his mom out because then it'll it'll mess up everything on the timeline so unfortunately she's meant to die um that's sad but uh next here i have for is eddie safe for the day um that was a very big plot twist i was like wow yeah he committed yeah. suicide in order to help out Barrett. And I was like, that sucks. But at the same time, I was like, yo, my dude, you're a trooper. And thank you for all that because you saved the world. <laughs> you really did save the world. Yeah. And um, in this move, in this um, episode, it also had a lot of Easter eggs. A whole lot of Easter eggs. Um, I was proud to see the whole Jay Garrick um, hat come out. I said, like, oh. Yes, yes, that was great. From. They were like, oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty cool to see that. Um, to see Hawk Girl in the actual episode itself, she's at the end. It's pretty good to see her character. 
Um, what other yeah. Easter eggs were there? There's quite a few Easter eggs in this whole episode. Um, Vibe being shown as Cisco. So it's, it'll be kind of cool to see him in a season two. And, and start turning. And what's so great about that is how the, he's developed into a character outside of who he should be. And it, it was just such a... You get so caught up in his character, you didn't even see this coming. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, it's crazy. The only one thing I have that's negative for this episode was the cliffhanger ending. I was kind of disappointed just because I was like, ah, it's over. What? Just as opposed, yeah. As opposed to his his uh, as opposed to the arrow just driving away and into the sunset alongside a mountain. Yeah, that that kind of closed up kind of well. (laughs) This one was like, okay, he's going into the 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 time hole. I was like, what's gonna happen? It's like, oh, black screen. What? You you gotta remember wait? though, like uh, the arrow is closing out season three. This mm-hmm. is closing out season one. You have to expect intense things for the next season. Whereas the arrow, it's a big weight off of his shoulders. But if you remember, he still has a lot of justice to bring to the city. He didn't finish his father's mission, so he's gonna be back. You yeah. know that. However, for the Flash, you had to leave the build up for the next season, and I thought they did great. I thought it was I thought it was great. I was. I rewinded that last end, and I saw it again on on uh, when I could on demand. So I'm I'm excited for it. I think it was a great way to culminate the entire first season because it was one of those things where if they were going out, they're going out with a bang. But they ended out with such a big big bang that it was it's clearly going to be back. This rave, I can't get enough of that last episode. It was awesome. Yeah, it'd be cool to see it come back um, and see what happened right after that moment. It'd be kind of cool. All right, um, next one we have up is set photos from the Suicide Squad. Um, this one had Joker and Harley, finally. I remember when they first um, had out these pictures, they brought out the whole Suicide Squad before and not have the Joker at all. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I thought he would be in there. But this one actually had both him and Harley. Um, for me, I gave it a thumbs middle. Um, I wasn't too sure about um, Jared Leto's hair color. For me, it, just, it was too neon green. It just way too bright. I wish it was just toned down just a tiny bit. Like maybe two shades down. I'd probably been okay with it. Because then it wouldn't bring me straight to his hair. Because all I was looking at pictures like, alright, everything's good, looking great. Hair. Some reason it's taking me out of the picture. Some reason. I don't know. It was kind of crazy. And um, I'm happy to see them both together in the one scene. So it's kind of cool. And I can't wait to see what, what happens next. Uh, what are your thoughts about it, Moss? I agree with you, thumbs middle. But only because if you consider the predecessors, they took several angles with it. So we already have preconceived notions of Jokers, be it the cartoons, the comics, especially the movies, which we all compare them to. And worrying about Jared Leto living up to what has been brought to him because of his predecessors. I'm not gonna give give get so critical on that because we got to give him a chance to actually do it, you know. Just like we have to give the new Batman a chance. I don't know what Ben Affleck's gonna do, but let's see how it fully plays out and then judge from there. However, if we're just talking aesthetics, uh, I don't know. I preferred. I, I think it is a little too bright. He looks a little too cartoonish. He looks a little too like he looks more like a lunatic dressing like a clown as a as opposed to you know a mastermind who's lost his mind yeah very, very and true. i think that that's a big thing about the joker that he is quite insane but he's always been a mastermind that's lost it 
Whereas this, whereas the cart, this more cartoony look makes him look like a lunatic that's just on the loose. And that's going to be my deciding factor. You know, I, I give it thumbs in the middle, though. I'm going to give Jared Leto the benefit of the doubt and let's see where he goes with it. I mean, everyone's harping about the tattoos and being so anal attentive, like so possessive of, over the Joker. That's great. But let's 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 give the man a chance to put his rendition out there and see what's gonna what's gonna come of it. Yeah, um, I was actually watching um, AMC Movie Talk and they mentioned um, the whole comparison with um, Cesar Romero. I was like, yes, the hair color does look like his hair color. I was like, I kind of wish they went to a different color, but um, it's I'll I'll wait till he comes out with some dialogue and see how it goes. But for now, I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, next up is Dare, um, no, Dare, not Daredevil, Deadpool, Deadpool. Uh, with Ryan Reynolds. Um, that's actually a picture out there now where he's actually in costume, and yep. there's one without his without the um the hat on, what well, hat without the mask on, and it looks kind of badass. Um, it's, oh, his uh his cancer ridden face and like the the scars yeah. and everything. So it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, I think yeah. it's awesome. I gave it a thumbs up. Um, Ryan Reynolds right now is doing a great job. Um, from the whole. Um, test footage they brought out during whatever, whenever it came out, it was just awesome. Yeah. And then seeing him actually in true form here, and also the whole Slater thing was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I kind of loved it when I saw it. But um, what were your thoughts on it? I, I think if anything, Ryan Reynolds has always come off as a snarky jerk, just a jackass who's who just doesn't shut his mouth often enough, and that's pretty much Deadpool. So it goes hand in hand. I, I hope he really captures the violent spirit of it without losing the, you know, the genuine innocence because Deadpool grew up, like if you see certain images, Deadpool grew up idolizing uh, Captain America. And that's why he joined in during World War II to go to war because he grew up idolizing Captain America and wanted to follow in those footsteps. And he also joined the super soldier program. And in the certain images that you see when he's going through the super soldier program, He's actually wearing Spider-Man underwear. So it's and he he says it frequently in the comics how Spider-Man is uh, is the epitome of a righteous superhero. And it's ironic if you know his relationship with Spider-Man, how they how they differ and how they clash, but how they are so similar. So I hope he embodies that. He looks it. I, I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I think he could pull it off. I think it, it'll give him it'll give him a chance at redemption for what happened so many years ago, yeah. which was a disaster. Very true. Very true. That was a disaster in so many ways. So hopefully this is his own version of retribution and paying back for what's happened and making amends. But it looks great and honestly he's getting more and more jacked and he's gonna be visceral. Although, don't forget, this isn't his first Marvel character. Yep. He was he was a hunter in Blade, so let's not forget this isn't his first Marvel role. Yep, Hannibal King. So, um, the next thing we have on here is um the trailers for Knock Knock. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. Whew. I don't know why you're letting me go first. Knock Knock, guys, if you haven't seen the trailer, check it out. It is. It is a thrill ride from beginning to end. Keanu Reeves in a different way. I wasn't expecting to see this, especially not after John Wick. John Wick was the last Keanu Reeves movie I saw. And here's stoic Keanu, traditional Keanu. And all of a sudden, he just lets two girls in. And his night 
changes and his life changes drastically really, really fast. It's intense. It's emotional. And I can honestly say I would fall into that trap repeatedly <laughs> just with, without fail, just over and over again. Yup. That's me again. That's the app. I did that. I, I, I want to see it, although I don't want to see it because the idea is pretty terrifying. However, I'd fall into that trap fast. <laughs> what about you? Um, this trail was awesome. Um, it's the second trailer that was put out for this movie. And the first one did well. I was kind of wondering what was exactly going to happen. And then this one actually gave more storyline through it. And it made you more intrigued to find out, all right, what, where is it going to go from here? Because at first you're like, oh, innocent stuff. And then that happens. And then it's like, oh, wow. Okay, it's getting dark. And then seeing the second trailer, it's like, wow, it really gets very dark. And <laughs> it's um, Keanu Reeves in a different light. Um, it, yeah. It is a show yeah. like you could come back from where he's come from and then do so well now. So it's, it's definitely going to be a good Keanu Reeves year again. So I really can't wait to see it come out. I give it a thumbs up. Definitely thumbs up. Yeah. my The highlight for me in the trailer, correct me if I'm wrong, was when the girl walks in and he's just like, that's my daughter's school girl outfit. Take that off immediately. Mm-hmm. And then what follows? Good Lord. I'm so... Yeah, they, they basically... I have a troubled mind and this is going to add to it. They they basically torture. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It really is crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Let's see. Um. All right. The second trailer came off of Big Pixels right now. Um. It's a a different decent clip. Um. I could say thumbs up. Oh, nah. Not thumbs up. Thumbs middle. I could say that. Um. For yeah. the most part, it it touched on things from the first trailer and then added on a little more to it. Um. This this one is funnier. Definitely funnier. I could say that. That's the reason why it went from thumbs down to thumbs middle. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. I'm starting to get into it a little more. Um, seeing the champions from the past and they explained that whole concept of it, I was like, all right, that's kind of cool, the tryouts thing. And then seeing just a little bit more of the story made, made it a little better for me. And at first I was kind of on the fence on it. Now I'm like, oh, I might go see it. I might go see it. So what are, what are your thoughts, Moss? I don't know if I'm going to go see it. I feel obligated to as a, you know, a, a child of the gamer generation. I feel obligated to because I own a Mini Cooper. I feel obligated because Peter Dinklage is in it and he's amazing. But at the same time, it's like, what the hell's going on? Why? What? Why? <laughs> Adam Sandler, you make me angry. Uh, I I hope it does well. I, I don't see it. This trailer was definitely better than the last. I agree with you wholeheartedly. From thumbs down to thumbs middle. I'm in the same area. Thumbs middle. It looked better, and I wish this is the trailer that they led with. I wish this was the first trailer I had seen. And then got more information. I feel like they released them backwards. And let's see. Hopefully, hopefully they show us a little more, and it's actually a little bit better than we were expecting. Mm-hmm. So I have I have hopes for it. High hopes all around. Definitely high hopes around. Um, this leads to a brand new trailer for the Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials. Um, I'm let you go first on this, Moss. Go ahead. Well, if you remember, you and I saw the pre-screening of this film, and we actually had the pleasure to catch it before it came out. But we had the displeasure of getting the last seats in the theater, and we're literally nose to screen for two hours and it was intense. It was a little overwhelming sitting right under the screen, but it was amazing. 
It was very well done, well cast, visually impressive. I never read the books, but I was inspired to catch up and try to read the books. I didn't pick them up because it was like too teeny. They, they made it seem every every bookstore I went to, they made it they made it seem like it was too like it was. I wasn't just part of the generation that should be reading it. So I felt a little discouraged by it, but I think I'm actually going to pick it up and read it before the release of these of this next film because it looks awesome and there's a there's a few people in this film that I'm excited to see and namely the cast and also the cast that we know from the first movie and also the addition of if of uh the the guy who plays uh Peter Littlefinger in Game of Thrones is also in this and he plays a big part and his influence. He's a fantastic actor, so I hope he just adds to the cast. So I think it's going to be awesome. It just looks amazing, and two thumbs way the hell up. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, um, we actually saw the first Maze Runner in theaters pre 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 screen on that one. Um, this one hasn't come out yet, but um, I hopefully I will get some tickets to see it. Um, this one I gave a thumbs up also. It was action packed. That had um, it picked up right from the last one, and it added more mystery to storyline. I really was trying to figure out what's going to happen in this one, but it showed that it's going to definitely ramp up a lot. And hopefully when do you, we do see this one, that I will still keep the same excitement as the first one and <laughs> yeah. even add on some more. It, it definitely gave a lot of mystery to it, a lot of mystery. I really was trying to figure out exactly what happened, but um, I, I liked everything. When they went outside, I um, loved that part. You should definitely go watch the trailer. It's, it's something to see, definitely see in the theaters. Definitely if you've seen the first films, and spoiler alert, if you've seen the first films and you remember mm. like what we saw, everything seemed to be just a big test. Like they were a giant mm. social experiment. And then they said, all right, moving on to the next part. See the trailer? All hell breaks loose. They break loose. And I don't know if this is part of the experiment or not, but I want to see it. And that's my biggest thing. Is this part of the experiment or not? Like, do they break free because they're supposed to? Or they break free because they figure something out that they shouldn't have and they let loose? Um, it, it I, might... I, it, I, that's how you know a movie did well. Yeah. Like, you're left with so many questions that the next film, you don't know you don't know what's what. And you start off just chomping at the bits trying to find out. So hopefully Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials comes out and our minds are appreciatively blown. Yeah, it should be definitely a great movie to see. Um, which, unfortunately, goes into another one. Um, we Are Your Friends. Um, this one, I gave it a thumbs in the middle. Um, at first, I gave it a thumbs down, but then I watched it again. I was like, all right, I'll give it a thumbs in the middle. It's kind of won me over the second and third time I actually watched it over because I wanted to see some more of it. And I was like, let me, let me actually let it sink in and maybe think about it a little <laughs> bit more. Um, at first, it was kind of bland. I still believe it's kind of bland itself, but um, it, it gave you a typical storyline and it reminded you of the Gem and the Holograms trailer that came out last week. Oh, and that disaster. It, it kind of sucked a little bit in that kind of forefront, but then <laughs> the scene Zac Efron um, go in this role, I think he's do doing pretty well. I'm going to leave benefit of the doubt and say, all right, let's see this movie and see what exactly comes about it. But um, for now, I'm giving it a thumbs middle, but close to the thumbs down. Um, how about you, Moss? What you gave it? Well, I'm actually a big fan of Zac Efron. I think he's a fantastic actor and he brings a lot to the table with whatever film he's doing or whatever role he's given. However, it feels like they were really fishing to make a story out of nothing. Yeah, 
I mean, if you if you haven't seen the trailer, it's about a group of guys that grow up together. One's a DJ, and the other guys promote for him, trying to make money, trying to make it big in LA. And they feel like they need to make the next big thing. They need to make the next successful thing so that they can live comfortably and just make it. And that kind of reflects in their personalities and characters how it starts to affect them when they're not as successful where they want to be yet and also when they're not as successful in life. And it's it's an interesting, but it, it's, I don't think this is noteworthy. Like, he's a DJ trying to DJ, and I have several DJ friends that are good DJs. I, my DJ friends are actually your DJ friends. So I know you love the guys just like I do. However, this movie, it doesn't capitulate the life of a DJ. It capitulates the life of this guy trying to get away uh, trying to make it big and it's just I don't see enough DJ I see more cute guy who's actually a DJ that's what the story is about so I'm actually disappointed yeah I'm just, so. it's one of those crazy I'm, things um, yep. but uh, up next is um, the Steve Jobs um, trailer clip um, it's with Michael Fassbender it's pretty good I'll give this one a thumbs up it's one of the, the many Steve Jobs movies that will come out in the next couple of years I think there's one more that's supposed to be coming out and um, there's one with um, Aston Kutcher, so that one's all right. This one looks a little better. Um, it was short but impactful. Um, it had a great cast. Um, there's a whole bunch of people in there that were looking like, oh, this movie should be good. Really should be good. Hopefully it is. Um, and Michael Fassbender did a, a pretty decent job. He doesn't look too much like um, Steve Jobs, but I think it's like the essence of Steve Jobs itself. It's pretty cool to see that. Um, um, basically, artists... Um, Artist lead and hacks acts for a show of hands. That was the best line in this whole trailer, which was very, very awesome. It's it's great, really great. Um, so, Moss, what do you thought about this trailer? Well, from what I from what I heard, what I saw, and the conversations that Fassenberger was having, he was much more captivating than Ashton Kutcher's rendition of Steve Jobs. Personally, I don't see what all this hype about Steve Jobs' film coming out is really about. I recognize that the man was way ahead of his time and his contribution to society and technology is is to be appreciated, revered, and to be out on display. But I think, A, it's too soon. B, really can't come up with anything better. Why do we have to have three films about him? It's it doesn't strike me as appealing, but I think this one will be better than Ashton Kutcher's rendition. I'm just going to get down with them. Uh, something about Ashton Kutcher that I can't... I, I, the only time I liked him was in The Butterfly Effect. Other than that, I don't know. He, he has his face that you just can't trust around... You can't trust him around your girlfriend. I don't like that. <laughs> well, I don't like that. I don't like pretty boys. Well, I can say this. Um, Ashton Kutcher did look like Steve Jobs when he's younger. So... That's probably the best thing about that whole movie with him. Um, all right. Hey. Well, hopefully this one's good. Um, who knows? But we'll, we'll see. Um, so the second trailer for Pan came out um, last week. Um, this one was kind of cool. Um, I gave it a thumbs up. Um, first one I thought in this whole trailer was the big crack. When it came out, I was like, wow. That's yeah, a huge that, crack. That's and that's then a big, that's a big it, bastard. It, that's it, it made me scared. I was like, all right, <laughs> James Hook, watch off for your hand. 
it's about to be gone. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky gone. that's all he takes, god damn it. Mm-hmm. You know, like he take a bite out of you, he take a bite out of half your family. That was a big ass crock. Yes, it <sighs> was. Um it, it was crazy. And to see more into James Hook and his personality, it felt like he's he felt a little crazy. So I was like, all right. At first I was like, I thought I was gonna be friends with um Peter Pan, but now it looks like it could be to a point where he could become an enemy because he just seems just very, very crazy. And I, I kind of like that aspect of him. And then plus, there's more Blackbeard in this trailer, which um, Hugh Jackman does a great job portraying Blackbeard. You could barely even tell it's Hugh Jackman, uh, not unless you actually know the whole um, cast list. And he's like, oh, Blackbeard, Hugh Jackman. Oh, there he is. You can see it in his face. But for the most part, his his rendition of Blackbeard looks looks amazing. Uh, Moss, what do you thought about this trailer? I'm going to start off where you left off. I remember seeing it, and that was my first thought. I hear Hugh Jackman, but I don't see Hugh Jackman. What? What just happened? And it wasn't like some fancy CGI. It was really good makeup. It does not look like Hugh Jackman. It was incredibly well done. Uh, I think in terms of what the story of Peter Pan is, I think this is going to be a beautiful movie. It looks so cinematically well done. It, it's impressive and it looks like it's, it tells an interesting spin on the story. And, of course, him, him being the child of prophecy and fulfilling this destiny that he's supposed to be set on. And all of a sudden he's in front of Hook, who you know is mm-hmm. going to be his rival someday, but you Very really true. don't know. Is he fulfilling a prophecy or is the prophecy coming true because of what everyone's saying? And just the dialogue and the relationship, it just, it looked really good. It it looked like a very well done movie. Also a very well done acting portrayal of these characters and this rendition of the story. And I think it's going to be great. It should be great. It definitely should be great. Um, We can't wait to see it. Um, hopefully you guys go see this trailer too. It's the second one that got, has a little more than the actual first trailer. Um, which goes to the next trailer, DC's Late Legends of Tomorrow. It's basically a spinoff of the Flash and the Arrow TV shows. It's going to be on TV. Um, I gave this one a thumbs up. Um, a lot of people showed up in this whole trailer. Um, Rip Hunter. Um, also Hawkgirl's in there. Um, the Adam could shrink now, which is kind of awesome and cool. Um, Katie Lotz returns. She's Sarah Lance from the Arrows universe, so she returns Katie also. Lotz. So it's pretty cool to see her. And then Time Child was the main concept for this whole TV show. Um, it's it's going to be crazy to see it. Plus, um, they introduce Vandal Savage, and they, they bring out a whole lot of comic book nerdiness in this whole um, TV show. So it, it's definitely awesome. I give it a thumbs up. What do you give it, Moss? I give it a thumb up. One thumb up, one thumb middle. Okay. The reason I give it a thumb middle and not all the way up is for a few reasons. A, I have a huge crush on Katie Cassidy and her passing season three in the very beginning of the season was totally crushing. It was soul crushing. And I don't know what's happening. All of a sudden, at the end of the season three of the the Arrow, Ray's looks like he might be dead. You don't know what happened to him unless you're a super nerd, just like you'd be. Of course, you knew what happened. However, to to more laymen, they don't know what happened. They just know that Ray's there, a huge explosion. I wish they would have explained a little bit more and given us something and then presented all this. Something big, like 
you know, like Sarah Lance being alive, I think that's something they should have stated just a bit sooner. Also, clearly, clearly Oliver Queen didn't go too far if he's suddenly back and doing all this. So his goodbye to the world, his moment of zen riding off in the sunset was for not. So let's see what happens. But I think it's a very promising series. The cast is always very engaging. They've done a really good job of casting these characters and marrying them up with pers- people that fit the personality types more than just the look. And I think that that continued success is only going to bring more success. So kudos to them. However, you don't hide something like Sarah Lance being alive. You just don't do it and then surprise it in some trailer. No. You'll do it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm jaded. I'm bitter. I can't believe they did this to me. I'm surprised you didn't even mention the whole Martin Stein being alone and saying he's Firestorm. So let's see where <laughs> Ronnie Raymond is at this point in time. I'm not sure. Honeymooning, really sure. moonlighting with his wife. I don't know. It takes both of them to become Firestorm. So I just wondering what is actually going to happen and how is he going to portray most likely, Firestorm? Most likely his role is going to be like what Dr. Wells was to team flash he's going to be in the backgrounds he's going to be guiding people shedding light helping them solve things from the distance he's not going to be getting his hands dirty until his his you know firestorm counterpart hops in and ronnie is there so they can handle business other than that i don't see them i don't i don't see anything other than him fulfilling that brilliant guy in the background because every team has a team arrow has felicity mm-hmm. team adam has felicity too <laughs> interestingly could, enough yeah and so, so does so does uh and uh, in uh team flash you know they had dr wells and cisco i think team team flash is stacked with brilliant people yeah. it's a little opposite where where arrow had bruisers flash had the brain yes very so. very true um which leads to our final thumbs up thumbs down topic um minions um trailer number three uh, third trailer it showed off scarlet overkill which is um, Sandra Bullock. She voices this character, which I, I kind of like her. She's a boss right in this one right here. It, it's just <laughs> awesome to see her aspect and have her bring in the minions and then have her become the actual villain of the, the, the minions itself. And it was kind of cool to see the whole thing. Um, it was funny. Definitely funnier than the first two, which, which speaks a lot of, of awards right there. And um, the minions is holding their own. At first, you're kind of weird and kind of kind of on the fence because they don't really speak words per se, but then you're like, how are you going to understand it? Hopefully they do it where um, the voiceover actor, um, the narrator actually says as much as possible without giving away too much. And then the rest is this minion power. And this looked awesome. I get this a thumbs up. Um, Moss, what do you give it? Come on. Do you know me? Mm-hmm. I'm all about the minions. I am so sold i was sold into this movie even if it was trash i'm so biased however i'm biased with good reason minions what's what's so intriguing about them is no they speak gibberish they're like the oompa loompas but with personality and flair and they're out there in your face and they, you don't know what the, you don't know what's going on but you find out what's going on based on their actions and they're so slapsticky and just so much fun they are nonstop fun. You, they're the type of characters which is, is fitting that you need to have your eyes on twenty four seven so that you know what's going on because you never know what to expect. Like at, towards the end of the trailer, when he's in the hot tub 
with the two fire hydrants. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, baby, because they look like he does, and he thinks they're women. Mm-hmm. I can stop laughing. It's absolutely stupid, but I could not stop laughing. It's... Just because it's just it's just innocent yet ridiculous humor, and the way they apply it is just pure genius. Yeah, it's so. it's definitely awesome to see that come out. It's just it's one of the things where um, the minions will do well. Hopefully, they do well. Um, I, I have high hopes for them. I I have very high hopes for them. I can't wait for this movie. I I just can't wait. They 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 bring you to to point of laughter, and it's just genuine slapsticky, silly fun. And for me. I think the last film, the 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 Despicable Me too. I thought it was it was too like violent in terms of the min the minion slapstick violence. Like the first one, it was very well done, but I guess people wanted to see more minions acting crazy, and they diverted from their success rate, from their successful plan, and they went ahead and they just had these, the minions doing absolutely ridiculous things. So it's nice to see that in this trailer. They're setting them up back to the way things are, where it's just we're in their world and we're just along for the great ride. So it's awesome. And then seeing them through time, are you kidding me? Minions and dinosaurs? And it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's hysterical. I can't wait. <laughs> well, that's the end of our episode. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, Find us on social media at bringonreviews.com for any movie reviews, trailers, even this podcast itself. You can even find this podcast on iTunes. Um, you can email us at bringonreviews at gmail.com for any questions you might have. Um, you also submit them through Twitter. Um, Bring on reviews is our tag on there. Um, use the hashtag Bring on Reviews. And for any questions you might have, we probably even put in the air maybe once or twice. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube at Bring On The, the Reviews. It's awesome. Definitely go check it out. Moss, um, where can they find you on social media? On social media, you can find me on Instagram at Defiant underscore Moss. And on Twitter, you can find me at Goliath and NYC. Awesome, Anna. You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Dwight and C. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. And uh, we'll catch you reviewers next time. Take care, guys.